Welcome everybody to the Rec Room Podcast. This is episode number 15. Um, I'm getting ready to load up all the music. And then we're going to be good. Waiting for the guys. T Streets. What's good? What's good? I see Trey. I'm trying to load up this music. You got some background music too. Good. Yeah, yeah, we good now. And Jamila. And we just waiting for Trey. What's good with you though? Ah oh, man, doing all right, doing all right. You you uh, been uh, wa- you been watching um the playoffs or not really? I've checked out the last like the fourth quarter of each game, so. Okay. Yeah, I can't watch the whole games anymore. I just check out at the end, go to the end and see what I happens. do the same thing, but I do it because it'd be certain teams that I want to win, and I get yeah. anxiety when yeah. they don't. I anxiety. <laughs> I know, I do, hey, bro. Hey, bro, I never said that out loud about, about Golden State, right? Hey, it's so funny that you said that. Um, remember when they were playing Houston? When James Harden and their team was ready to beat the Warriors, yeah, and they were they was up three games and two, right? And man, I'm telling you, I went to bed early. I ain't even watched the game. I was so scared to watch bro, it. That's all. how I be, bro. Like bro. I, I get exa- I try to get through it, like and yeah. folks, you know. But it's like, hey, when I want a team to win, I turn. Yeah, and I turn back. <laughs> I turn. I go to sleep. Wake up in the morning. Look at my app to see who won. Yeah, bro. That, bro. Hey, listen, bro. Let me tell you. One of the best uh, modern innovations on YouTube is when they edit the games, bro. I watched the games in nine minutes. I watched the whole game in Have nine you, minutes. Have um, you, do you do that with the Bum Bears? With the Bears? The uh, Bum I Bears? don't, um, so, <laughs> I, so, so first of all, first of all, uh, that's a lawsuit. You know what I mean? That's defamation. I just want to know, you know what I mean? Secondly, no, I do not. I watch all my games live, brother. Okay. Justin Fields, Justin Fields. As a matter of fact, we going we going we going to uh the uh Commander Stadium this this season, so I'm going to be there. Oh, that's so a loss. Y'all, if, if, if y'all coming, come on, come on through. Okay. That's a loss. You feel me? What's a loss? You know, you know y'all going to lose, right? To who? To y'all? To us. Again. Who's y'all, who's y'all quarterback? Hey, we beat y'all no, every time matter. though, Trey. Absolutely no. We blasted y'all the last time we played y'all. Really? No, you didn't. Yeah. You lost yeah, last year. We beat y'all last year. Oh, yeah. Y'all, y'all man, we was on the goal line for like five minutes and couldn't score. We won, though. Come on, bro. What y'all in two, like two, two to nothing? <laughs> hey. Like, hey, it's a win. Dub is a dub, bro. man. Come on, let me, bro. Let me, uh, I'm going to stop the music. And, um, Jamila, I'm uh, in the room, bro. I just spoke to her like 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 four minutes ago. Yeah, I seen she joined. I get, and then um, all she had to do was hit one of the the empty spots, calling number four or five, whichever one, and then um, and then she'd be on live. Yeah. But um, I just want to introduce this podcast. Welcome to the Rec Room Podcast. This is episode number fifteen. Um, this episode is titled "Breaking Generational Curses, Debt, and Mindset." Right. And um and it's gonna be a, a dope episode. We actually have a special guest that we're gonna introduce once we get into uh that segment um of the pod or, or whenever she uh, dials in, right? 
So um, I'm your host, E1, or you call me E. Uh, we got okay. Trey Philando, and we got T Streets. Now, AG is usually on, but he couldn't make it tonight, so he'll be, Line you know, right now. yeah, Line he, he, he'll be with us in spirit. Um, to start the show off, though, um, I just want to say I, I lost a, a high school friend, man, and um, Bro, I just want to say rest in peace to, to uh, Fode. Um, he was very loved, uh, super solid uh, person. Um, he passed away of prostate cancer, and he's only, you know, he's my age, 42. I'm putting my age out there. He's 42, man, so it, it's a it's a sad situation. He leaves behind a daughter. Uh, that just makes me say, fellas, you know, mm -hmm. if you can go get checked out, um, I'm, I'm saying that even to myself. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I couldn't do the show without uh, giving him uh, a rest in peace, man. So Right. Rest in peace, brother. Yeah, definitely. Rest, rest in peace. peace. My brother's super, super young, man. Rest so yeah, you a little low, Trey. Y'all been watching these playoffs? Nah, I'm, I'm here. I'm here, bro. I'm here. Yes, sir. Of of course. Of so course. it's only so it's only um what four teams left? Yes. Yep. And we got, got the bubble um, rematch. We do. Yeah, we had the bubble rematch. rematch. So for why people, why keep bringing up the bubble, man? Why well, you know why? You know why? Because people were saying that the bubble was fluke. Like that's a bubble gum ring. Mm -hmm. or type thing or whatever and um but how can it be a bubblegum type type ring if it's the same teams that went uh when it was True. the bubble that's going now that shows that those teams had the skill to me it makes the, the yeah. that ring even yeah. in my opinion it's a ring bro it's so ring. we got the um the lakers are playing the, the denver nuggets and then mm -hmm. boston is playing um boston is playing Miami. No, I'm going to say Philly. In Miami, right? And, <laughs> <laughs> and Miami is up 1-0. They won in Boston. And mm -hmm. the Lakers are down 1-0. Um, they lost in Denver. Mm -hmm. Now, aside from that, the big story is John Morant. So uh -oh. John Morant uh -oh. is a uh, one of the best players in the league who plays for the Memphis Grizzlies. And I don't know, maybe like a month, I don't know how long, maybe like a month or two ago, he was- Less, uh, less on, than two months. He was in a strip club, went live on IG, and he ended up like flashing a gun. And um, did he meet, Did he commit a crime? No, but it's just like, if you're in the NBA, it's like working for someone, you know what I mean? And so they got their rules and it's just not something smart to do, especially when they investing in you, um, what they do, you know, what, yeah, what they are, right? But- um, everybody, you know, he went, he supposedly went to take some classes, uh, to get himself together. Mm -hmm. And PR stuff. The PR stuff. Absolutely. And, you and know. It was terrible. It was so fast, too. Like. He talked to the commissioner of the league and, you know, made the promises of, you know, he knew better and it wouldn't happen again. Mm -hmm. And he understand what he did. Only Stop for it to rest. happen again. Right. <laughs> and so it happened again. But this time he was in a Jeep. Uh, with his, he wasn't driving, but I guess his one of his friends was driving, and his friend was flashing. You know, had, they was on IG live again, mm -hmm. and Job was getting so into the song that he had to pull his gun out again. Come on, <laughs> like and, uh, <laughs> they said he was in the NBA. NBA right, so boys. he did it again, and you know, this time the scrutiny that he received is like, you know, to the point where people have just like, you just stupid at this point. That's what yeah, people are bro. feeling. Um, at this point, you just stupid. And Stephen A. Smith, um, everybody, man, from um, everybody, right? But JJ Redick is a um, is a, is a former player, and he's a commentator, 
And he took a little different stance, and people were upset about that. J.J. Reddick was basically saying he deserves any scrutiny or punishment that he's going to get. But at the same time, America is like a gun a gun place, right? Mm-hmm. And how can and he didn't commit a crime. And so he feels like he shouldn't get bashed as much as he's getting bashed. Um mm-hmm. and but it seems like most people feel like he deserved whatever he's gonna get. What's y'all take mm-hmm. on it since it's the second time? Bruh, bruh, bruh. First of all, T T you, you go you start T. Do your thing, T. Do your thing. Okay. All right. The whole situation, stupidity. He's a young man, young man, early 20s, 200 mil plus in the bank, NBA, budding superstar. You know, I don't blame him for acting immature because I did immature things at that age. But he's in the NBA Mm -hmm. making 200 plus million. There are rules you have to abide by. And flashing a gun is one that's crossed the line on ig and he did it before slap on the wrist eight game suspension uh he has mental issues blah 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 all of this the the interview was 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 funny i could see right through it It paper thin now you do it you do it again you have fans out here they're clowning them and they're blaming his man because his man had the phone he was on ig his man tried to save him they were they were in the frame he put he put it on himself, and then when he flashed back to Ja, he saw Ja had the gun. He put the phone down. Mm-hmm. What the fans do? Oh, they they saw a flash. They took a snapshot, mm-hmm. and voila, it ran rapid. So wow. some some of these people blaming his friend. I don't blame his friend because he obviously didn't know that Ja pulled the gun out the way he mm-hmm. put that phone down as soon as he saw it in the picture. Cause he didn't turn towards him. He saw it in the picture. So, so that's. I mean, goodness gracious! I see Jay Money. She 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 said she she, she in the studio. I'm not sure if she uh, she got to tap the button or not. Yeah, she um, got to tap the button. Tap she tap, tap the, the. You can tap number okay. four or number five. Okay. okay. And then. Okay, I got you. So 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 listen listen here real real quick players. So he's 22, 23, right? So I can't I can't say that you are a superhuman intelligent on the basketball floor on the basketball court, excuse me. And then you make the you know it's like he gets like an endorphin rush like when he like when he does that cuz when he shows it he starts going into this like turned up type of vibe and he does it like really really fast like you know what I'm saying like he gets an adrenaline rush from it. So that that goes to show you that he's acting out some some type of fantasy or he listening to the to this music. But if it's causing you to if it's causing you to pay the NBA 30 million, because I will suspend uh, me personally, if I'm Adam Silver, I'm suspending you for the whole season with yep. no problem. No pay. Because no pay. because I like I like 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 I'm not I'm not paying you a dime. David Stern told Gilbert Arenas, he said, bruh, I wasn't even suspending you for the gun. I was suspending you for what you did when we let you back in when 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 when, when he was doing the uh shoot 'em up, the shoot 'em up uh fingers or whatever. So he's like, Okay, cool. We're gonna give you a, a quick pass. 
but it's when you follow up with something stupid. Now, check out these optics. Check out these optics, right? Same gun or let's say bigger gun. If he's in the woods with a white person um, and, they're, and they're hunting and it's an NRA uh, camp campaign, right? It would be no problem because he he he's getting endorsed by the NRA. Same gun, same same gun, right? But they see two black men in a car listening to rap. Oh, it's violence. It's straight violence. We can't have that, right? But you have a bunch of athletes who might be different different cultures who hunt all all the time. They use weapons. It's just it's just the view of it. But the way that Jaws going about it. He's going about it like whatever. Okay, cool. Since this is whatever, take that year off. Give me that thirty million, and and what that's going to do is deter anybody else that might want to come in and follow you because you have a humongous following. Yeah, he got set an example this time. He got set an example this time, bro. Young kids who look. They're not going to. They're not going to watch. They're not going what. He's going to get like 25 games. Nah, 25. I don't think so, bro. I don't think Jamella so. Watch. And Jay Watch. Money is in, is in the studio. She live. She live. She live. And okay. I hear her. And I hear her talking. <laughs> Go ahead. Is Go that ahead. you, okay, Can y'all hear me? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we hear you. We're going to welcome you to the podcast. Yeah, oh, because it sound like it's breaking up. Welcome. Are you there, Jamela? Are you there? Thank you. <laughs> can you hear us? Yeah, I'm here. I'm still she here. Nervous. All right, she good. Ner- she okay. She <laughs> I just say laughing and giggling. But welcome, welcome. Like... What? Went out. Can y'all hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? We can hear you loud and loud. <laughs> we hear you loud and clear. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's it must be my service then, because it's oh, like it's y'all voices is breaking up. But oh, okay. I think it's just it chopped up. We breaking up. She got that iPhone. She got that new iPhone. Oh, the yeah. iPhone is where it's at. Nah, I, I got the old iPhone, but 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 it's no. Been, it's I been, have been a iPhone, sir. She got the iPhone thirty. I got the I got the Android and I'm I'm good in here. I I, I never have phone problems, right, guys? I never have phone problems. <laughs> hey, we don't no, even want, I'm hey. good now. I can hear y'all now. Okay. Get into we that. Well, we welcome to the podcast. I just got one more. This is something, Jamila, that you probably can chime in on. Um, this uh, this I want to talk about uh, companies and employees that are at odds over return to office policies, right? So everybody knows that during the pandemic. It was a situation where a lot of people were were teleworking, mm-hmm. and um, and for some for some people that was their first time really able to telework, uh, period from you know work from home. And what people experienced was a great work life balance. And um, and now that uh, the pandemic is over, a lot of companies want face to face interaction. And to me, it's really about a lot of it's about they're paying for lease space and yep. sense, and they want there people to be in the buildings because they're paying for the space. But it's to the point where people are actually like protesting and mm. trying to take it up to the chain because now you get that work-life balance. 
And if you can get your work done while you're home, why would the need be, why would there be a need to go into the office? So for me personally, I've experienced where I was already kind of teleworking before the pandemic. Um, and because of what I do, I still had to go in during the pandemic, but just not every day. Right. But I'm not, but I'm going to be honest, the work-life balance when you telework is amazing compared to nope. having to go in the office every day. You know what I mean? And, right. um, and people having a real issue with it. I don't know if any of you all telework or whatever, or have experienced that, but I can understand people being up in arms about having to go back to work, especially five days a week. Right. Right. So with that, it, it, that's a definite, uh, situational thing depending on your industry. Right. Right. Um, I know that my wife, she does telework. Um, I, I did half have to go in plus running a company. We, we were still moving. Right. Um, but as far as uh, if, if I was in a field where I could be home, I would rather be, be home. But, but, in the sales field, if those sales numbers are down, they like, yo, we need y'all to come back uh, ASAP because we want you to be in this culture so we, we can monitor you more. But at the same time, if I'm still hitting my quotas, if I'm doing what I have to do and y'all said remote, which is the reason why I applied for this position, you feel me? Um, so that's gonna be the issue. It's people that, that, that got hired for these companies during the pandemic. When they're like, yeah, it's fully remote, right? So if it's fully remote when I got hired and you trying to have me come into the office, oh nah, I got a problem with that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's just me. That's that's me personally. But but yeah, and then you, it was advantageous for you. You're still making income, but like you said, e, a lot of big companies they can't get out of these leases. Exactly. You, you might have signed like like a five year lease. Right. So now nah, we need we need bodies. We need butts in seats. You know what I'm saying? Because I cannot get out of this lease. I do remember during the height of, of, of 2020. Right. The height of the pandemic in Chicago. Huge downtown buildings were empty, but people still had to pay those leases because they were locked in. But at the same time, people that can get out of the leases, they were like, yo, we can save money on the lease. So it's really situational on which companies can get out of that lease. That's a really big point of why I need you to come back. I'm paying for you to be here. So that's a big point. That's a big point. And yeah, no, it kind of. Sure. So y'all ready to get into tonight's topic? Of course. Let's rock. Let's rock. Yeah. All right. Well, let, let's, let's get to it. So um, like I said at the beginning, the name of this part is Breaking Generational Curses, Debt, and Mindset. <laughs> And we we have a guest, Jamila, um, on on with us tonight um, for this particular topic, right? And so I'm gonna just open up by you know what is a generational curse, right? So a generational curse is a habit or behavior that has been passed from one generation to the next. Uh, parents strive to make sure that the life they lead will help their children live a better one. Children practice what they have learned on their own and what they have gathered from generations before them, right? And so in the, in the, in the black community, or let's just say minorities, period, because I don't want to just keep it to black, just minorities, period, um, we, we don't really experience generational wealth, right? And I think it's kind of something that 
is really spoken about now opposed to, um, you know, when our parents or parents, parents, parents were growing up. I don't even I don't even know if there was an opportunity um, mm. to even gain general. I mean, uh, generational wealth. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, nowadays, with the with, with the uh, with the Internet and everything, there's just so much information out there about um you know, it, there's just so much put like this. In this day and time, there's no reason for you not to have the knowledge to at least try to apply Absolutely. to um, actually gaining gen- generational wealth or doing making strides toward that. Right. There's so there's a, there's a there's an article that I'm going to just um, some of the article I'm going to read. And it's by this um, some site called Cap. I don't want to say their name like it's nothing, but, you know, I've, I've never heard of the site, but this article was pretty dope. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. But I'm just going to read some of it. And it says uh, eliminating the black, the black, white wealth gap, a generational challenge. And I'm not trying to make this like um, a black, white thing. Um, it's just more about that's just the way that the, uh, the article is titled, but it's still a dope article. So right. it says the importance of household wealth has become abundantly clear during the COVID-19 pandemic. Wealth is the difference between what families own, for instance, their savings and checking accounts, retirement savings, houses and cars, and what they owe on credit cards, student loans and mortgages, among other debt, right? So it says, yet wealth is vastly unequally distributed across the United States. Black households have a fraction of the wealth of white households, leaving them in a much more, um, a worse financial situation when a crisis strikes with fewer economic opportunities. Uh, Wealth allows households to weather financial emergencies such as layoff or family members' illness. The pandemic brought multiple such emergencies to American families across all demographics. However, the lack of financial security combined with disproportionate exposure to the deadly uh, coronavirus has had especially, um, you know, made the black, especially affected the black community, right? And so that leads to um, the discussion tonight, right? Now, when it comes to generational wealth, it's like, um, I I just think to myself, like, wealth means, like, wealthy. So my first question is, do you think that generational wealth can only come from you being, like, an entrepreneur? Like, what, what are, what is, what are ways to, I guess, um, to set your family straight for the next generations. I could tell you one simple way that a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, uh, minorities do not take advantage of. And that's life insurance, life insurance. Talk to them, T. Life insurance is, is a simple way of starting. It may not help the parents or, or the guardian that, that, that applies and pay for this coverage. But as long as you learn some type of understanding of what this money can do for you or do for your kids, mm-hmm. you pass that down. So when you pass, that money go go to your kids. You have to make sure you get a good amount because some people some people do enough just to pay off their bills and and that's it. But you really it's a it's a uh it's a whole ordeal. Uh, myself and Trey, we used to work or we were business partners mm-hmm. with this company, World Financial Group. 
and we went around, talked to people, helped them out with their finances. And in return, we helped them get life insurance coverage. Mm-hmm. During no this, way. yeah, during this process, we learned about how money works in a bank, about how those percentages, how the numbers really add up. And I always knew that putting your money in a savings account was BS because, you know, I learned I learned some of those things and put it in a savings account. Never really the interest. You get like a penny after a year. (laughs) And we learned how that worked. Once what we were like twenty what four twenty five twenty six yeah. in that range, yeah, 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 and we and we learned how the percentages work, and then we learned about life insurance and how, you know, our our families nine times out of ten we don't even want to talk about death at all. Nah, but very true. You live that's like you're not the die. right, right, basically. But that's that's probably the. First and foremost, one of the simplest ways to create generational wealth, no, that's because that's what that's what everybody or all these uh, established people and families have done. Yeah. So, so Jamila, I I, I want to give you a proper uh, introduction. Can you tell the people a little bit about yourself? Um. Yes. So my name is Jamila Houston, and millionaire, millionaire I, <laughs> you from DC. Southeast. And um, he, it was to the point where um, he quit his job 
and he was strictly doing just uh, the music stuff, right? And uh, he faced a lot of a lot of ch- so is 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 when you have a job there's challenges a nine to five and then there's challenges also when you're an entrepreneur. And do you do you feel Jamila like do you do you feel it's harder to be an entrepreneur versus working for someone? Like what are the hardest challenges in your opinion? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely hard uh, working for yourself um, rather than somebody that you're working for. You don't do half the work that they do so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah because like it's entrepreneurs like 24 7 is no exactly you know. like it never stops yeah. so yeah it's definitely easier to just collect the check like right. you, you know <laughs> what you're doing for a few hours throughout the week yeah you know they're gonna give you what they give you and send you on about your business so sure. that's that's easy because you ain't got to pay attention to I mean, you do need to pay attention to your taxes and stuff coming out, but um, it's like you got to start a payroll. You not just receiving the check. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ball game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you behind the curtain and you really seeing what all goes into running a business, like so, it's definitely not for the week. I say that because I could have been quit. Yeah. Money. Let me let me let me ask you. So you are you are early early thirties, right? Mm-hmm. So with without you having seen anyone that you personally knew and you jumping out there, what what actionable steps did you take to keep your mindset strong? Like, did, did what kind of books did you read? What kind of mentors? What kind of videos did you watch to keep you locked in? So. I was changing, like, I guess my view about reading more because, you know, a lot of us just choose to watch TV or, you know, something just not to stimulate your mind. So um, I picked up uh, As a Man Thinketh, and that book right there took took it away for me. So I was like, Can I pause you? Can I pause mm-hmm. you real fast? Let me tell y'all something real, real quick about as a man thinketh, right? I've let me tell you, I've I've never personally physically read the book, but listen to me. I listened to As a Man Thinketh for I just listened to it again for maybe like, I don't know, the fiftieth time. I listened to it at like I'll say like between like four and five o'clock in the morning when I gotta get up at those times. It's like you just thinking about you are listening to somebody talk about how powerful your mind can be. And your your mind is so powerful that whatever you plant there is going to grow, whether it's negative thoughts or if it's positive thoughts. Right. So when you said it, it just I, I mean, listen, as a man, think if whoever listens to this tonight or listens to it tomorrow, if you're trying to get on a path, that's a powerful tool. It's a, it's a free audio book that's on YouTube. My bad, Jay Money. I had to, I had to plug that. I had to plug that one. Go ahead. No, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, so that's so, what kind of motivated you. Yeah, it's a mental, like a mental shift. Mm. Like when you start to really pick up things or read stuff that you normally don't read, it definitely opened up some doors that you know you just be a bit oblivious to when you try to. I guess try to do the same things, but you're not knowing that it's other stuff out here that we need to know. Mm. Like you so, caught so, up in the distractions, you know, yeah, of the it, world. It, it's, it's hard. To, it, it's really hard to um, 
you know, when you talk about generational wealth and stuff, it, it, is, it is really hard to be an entrepreneur because it's like you're betting on yourself. Mm-hmm. And um and you don't you know there's there's no um there's no fallback it's like either you do it or you know or you fail but mm-hmm. I, I I have the utmost respect for people who are able to um to own their own company because I know the sacrifice and what it takes for for it to be um for you to flourish in it and just to keep going you know I, I've just seen there's a lot of blood sweat and tears when it comes to it and I was. Mm-hmm trying to think to myself, like, you know, uh, like I say, now it's like an abundance of information that's out there for if, for whatever you want to do in life. And do you all think that, you know, um, of course you, you have certain families, there's some fam, some, some minority families that that's been rich for centuries. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's not the majority. Mm-hmm. And w- w- why do y'all think that, you know, that maybe it wasn't talked about? Cause I'll tell you this, right. When when my, when my mom was born, I guess in the she'd probably be mad, but I'd say this. But I think she was born. She was oh, born wow. in the sixties or whatever, right? And bad. so in, in their household, it was kind of like as long as you finish high school, you were mm-hmm. good, right? So it wasn't really no like, look, you're gonna finish high school and then you're gonna go to college. You know, it wasn't yeah. like that. They was it was right. back then. It was like you finish high school and, get and you job. get a job, right? Yeah. And yeah. by that being the case that that you know I, I just think back then there wasn't it wasn't thought about because it wasn't that much opportunity um you know for the generation for, for you to even try to achieve things that can bring generational wealth right right and i believe that that's why it's like i believe back then and like i said it's probably some parents that that did instill that in their children but overall i'm just thinking that the information wasn't as abundant as it is now and Absolutely. now you have more people that's actually trying to learn about it and do it. Right, right, right. Because, oh, go ahead, T. Go ahead, T. Street. What you think? Is he on mute? Is he on mute? Is he on mute? Go ahead, Trey. Okay, so so with with me, with me even having a nine to five and developing a a fantastic work ethic at a very young age my first job i was laying carpet uh around new york city with my uncle who who had his own carpet company um and luckily like i was sleeping on his couch right but it's like i had so much respect for him that i got my ass up at 5 a.m and i went to work with him the whole entire day like we come back in the house at like 10 p.m right and so I would I would spend my summers with him working, even though I was still staying with him, sleeping on his couch. So I kind of developed it at a young age with the work ethic. But as I got older, as I got married and me being exposed to the opportunities, man, I flipped the house, bro. I didn't even know what I was doing. But all I know is that I had to drive. And if I could buy a course, if I could see somebody else do it, that kind of looks like me. I just had that type of spirit where I can do that as well. And then once you once you see yourself accomplishing things, it could be in like small, it could be in like small increments. If you just keep going, you never know what you what you can accomplish. But to go back to your to your, to your, to your question, E, like growing up, man, it was it was you have a scarcity mindset, or you can have an abundance mindset luckily when i was younger 
my mom was stable, she was in the army, right? So we had like army housing for a nice amount of time until I hit like 10 or like 11. Then once she got out the army, she didn't really plan on life after that. No investments, no prospects, nothing like that, right? So I, my sister and I, we unfortunately were victims of my mom's lack of planning, right? So it was no investments. It was no type of business, nothing like that. So it was only school and job, right? But, but with me now at my age, my kids, all of them are under 10. All of them have LLCs in their name, right? So I'm already instilling in them what I did not have. That's what I was saying. It's never an excuse on why you can't start, right? Number one, you have to understand what is your goal. What do you want for your family, right? So once you understand what, what you want, you, 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 you find someone that's, that's doing it, pay for that course, watch that video, think backwards, start to write, thing, start to write things down. I have four whiteboards in my house that I look at that remind me of what I told myself. So, but it, but it starts with, okay, why do you want to do it? Just like Jay Money was saying, she didn't really have anybody, but it was something that was inside of her that made her, that sparked her. And the things that she was, that she was reading, the video she was watching, the, the, the classes she was paying for was pulling her more and more towards her goal. Right? So, but not, I'm not going to talk the whole pod, man, because I'll take over the pod. E. Take over the I'll pod. I'll take over the pod. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? I'll take over the pod. So, so what, so by, by me meeting Jay Money and by me being fired up by her was because she is, she is her age and it's just her, right? It's just her. And so I'm like, yo, so we met through a cleaning company mastermind, right? And so I'm like, yo. She's local. Let me see how she getting clients. Not only is she getting residential clients, she's getting commercial clients. So I'm like, yo, how are you doing this? She's just active. She she she's not even really tooting her own horn. She does community things. She does community cleanups. So what the change that she wants to see, she just does it. She just does it. So for any any younger any younger person who wants to get into it, all you gotta do is just start. You don't have to really wait. So so hey, look, T Street. I'm not going. I'm not going because I could do this thing. But T T T T Street. Step in. There, talk about talk about talk about the subject. Somebody has some background noise. That's not me. Go ahead. That's probably Jamila over there. Count count money. But go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh. E, what what was the actual question? I'm I'm, I'm lost. So, so I, I was asking about um you know why why do you think that you know when our parents or our parents' parents grew up, you know it wasn't so it, it I don't think generational wealth was talked about. Um, I don't know if it was because the information wasn't being spread or you know I don't know what the reason was, but I was just asking what do you think? Right. Why do you think that back then it wasn't oh, okay. you know? Yeah. The focus was kind of like graduate and get a job yeah. opposed to, you know, other things. Oh, well, yeah, it was lack of information. Um, people not being in the right uh, group setting to, to learn about certain things. Uh, now, I'll say with my family, uh, on my dad's side, or at least with my dad himself, 
he was never good with money. So mm-hmm. I didn't learn anything from him. Now on my mom's side, I, I grew up with, with my, in, in the house with my mother and my grandmother and my younger brother. And my mom and grandma, for the most part, they had some type of financial literacy. I'm not saying that they knew everything, but they knew enough to where, uh, you know, they had the bank accounts, uh, savings, checking, saved a certain percentage of money. They had CDs. They had uh, wow bonds. Um, uh, both of them had a 800 plus credit score. Wow. Uh, to, I mean, they know they knew how to balance a checkbook. Like mm-hmm. some things that, as I grew up, I understood that everybody didn't know this stuff. You know, they passed a lot of those things down to me. So I understood, okay, you get a bank, have your money deposited into the bank, set up a savings account, put a certain percentage in savings. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to invest. Now, their way was CD and bonds, but me, I was always good at math. So the numbers just didn't look right. I was like, I'm not making anything in this CD or this bond. I want to do stocks, but I was too scared to start because I didn't know anybody that did it, that that could show me the ropes. And I didn't want to pay somebody to do the work for me. So so it wasn't going to happen as a young as a youngster because it wasn't an option to do it yourself then. Unless you were in that field, you you know, went to school and you got whatever certificates, degrees that you need to get. And um, I'll say this one thing that used to bug me out all the time was how my friends or other family members, they used to overdraft in their bank account all the time. (laughs) That that used to piss me off. I had a girlfriend. I had a girlfriend who every every payday. She was paying overdraft fee. And I was like, why? So this is the mm-hmm. dumbest thing in the world. You're just mm-hmm. giving the bank your money. Mm-hmm. And so they already not giving you anything for putting money in there. And right. you're just giving them an extra $35 in payday. Right. So I never understood that. But as I as I got older, it's like, okay, it's the knowledge. People didn't know. I was lucky enough to have mm-hmm. a mom and a grandmother that had a limited amount uh, limited knowledge in finances. Okay. Now, did they know everything? No, but they knew enough to get me on the right track. Did I always listen? No, I was young. I made pretty good money in my twenties, and I was blowing money fast. You know, I was blowing money fast. Strip club, making it rain, making it rain before making it rain. Oh, all the time in my twenties. I stopped I as soon as I turned twenty. See, Trey tried acting like he ain't never he ain't never been with you. Trey was there with me. I heard Monday it. night football, Monday night football, strip club, hey, battle with the dancers. Jay Trey money. was there. Jay money, Jay money. Don't listen to these people, Jay Money. Don't listen to these people. And hey, you know what I was Go gonna ahead, ask you though, T. Um I, yeah. something that I'm always was interested in. Like, how did you get in? Because you and AG are really heavy into the stocks. How did you get into to, to doing stocks? And is this something that you taught yourself? How did I get into it? Uh, okay, like I said, I always wanted, I wanted to get into it as a teenager. I just didn't know anybody. And it wasn't an option for me to do it myself at the time. Mm-hmm. But 
what really got me into it for years, I've been saying I want to get into stocks. Okay. For years. It's been a yearly thing. And then when we started our group chat, we used to talk about it. We used to bring it up. And it was a bunch of talk, 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 talk. And then 2017 is when I finally said, okay, I'm going to open up an account. I opened up this account because I don't know anything. I put $150 in the account. I start researching stocks. And when you when you first start out, your mindset is, let's get the cheapest thing out there and let's see if it pops. So I'm researching all these penny stocks. And it's a charge, uh, car charging stations for electric cars. I find this penny stock. It's like, uh, it's at 25 cent a, cent a share. So I'm like, okay, I got $150. I can buy whatever the numbers amount to. My calculator's not computing like it normally do. So I'm not going to tell you what it amounts to off, off the top. But I was like, okay, I'm going to buy, I'm going to use this 150 and buy shares into this company. So I set up, I set up the account, but I didn't know how to make a trade. Mm. So I, so I, so I never did it. I meant to ask my brother because he started before me. My younger brother started right. investing before me. Yeah, Genius. I meant to ask him, but I forgot to ask him. Next thing I know, nine months go past. I forget about it. The money's just there, and that nine months, I get hit by the car. Boom. And I'm in the hospital. Then I'm in the rehab facility. And we're in group text. And somebody brings up, we should get into stocks. And then I get mad. Well, before I responded back to the group, I checked. I said, oh, yeah, I have an account. I checked the account. And I checked that one stock that I wanted to invest in to see how much it was worth. And when I went through the history for the past nine months of what that stock did, if I would have bought them shares at twenty five cent, when I when I said when I researched said this this may this may pop. If I would have bought those shares at twenty five cent a share, by August of that same year, it had ballooned up to twenty seven dollars a share. Mm. So whatever, whatever I, I would have made a good amount of money. <laughs> I would have made a, a great amount of money for a first investment, mm. and so I was mad. I was laying in the bed piss because I never made the investment. Then I went into the group chat and I like bombed on all of y'all. It's like y'all always talking shit <laughs> and don't ever do anything. Right. And from that point on, that's when I started investing. Which and then you got good at it though. Yeah. Then I got good at it. But that was because myself, you and Alex, we all started at the same time. And we just shared information. We shared information. And when COVID happened, it was like the explosion because everything was cheap. Everything was on the low. And what I did, I just bought everything. I said, okay. You bought everything. Bye, 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 bye. Now, I made a lot of mistakes because I shouldn't have bought everything. That's how you learn. Yeah, but that's how you learn. Is, but stocks is based on, right, how much you put up, though. It's like anything, right? You know, like, in order to make a, I guess you, I'm related to making a flip. You're going to have to, you, you, it depends on how much you're putting up, basically. So how many no. shares that you're buying, right? Not exactly. If you look at it that way, yes. What you, what, but what you, what you want to do is change the mindset. And that's, that's the one thing. With anything, the mindset has to change. You shouldn't worry about 
the dollar amount mm. because it's all about the percentages. It doesn't matter if I if I invest a thousand dollars in Apple, you invest a hundred dollars in Apple. If Apple goes up twenty five percent, we both made twenty five percent off of that money. Yeah. The difference is you made $25. I made $250 because I had more money in. Because you put more in. Yeah, but we both made 25%. And if you look at it in the percentage game, then once you see something work, then you're like, okay, if I buy more of this company, now you have to do your due diligence, got to do your research because you can't just invest in anything oh willy-nilly and think it's going to go. You have to find great companies out here to invest in. And that was my process. Uh, that's one of the things that I did to pass the time while I was on the men was invest research. Invest. And when COVID was going on, that's, you know, that it seemed like everybody was a YouTuber giving advice on stocks. Right. That, that's all I Absolutely. saw on my timeline. Absolutely. That's all I and saw. I, let me, let me, um, Jamila. You there? You hear me? Yeah, sorry. I, I was on a, mute. I want to ask a quick question. No, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine. So to add on to T, because listening to T talk, he's getting me pumped up. So by you taking that taking that step out into being a full-fledged entrepreneur, was it people that you already knew who saw you and you gave them confidence to probably start and do the same thing with investing in yourself? Well, it's been like a journey of the entrepreneurship life, mm -hmm. personal development, mm -hmm. which normally we don't. That goes hand in with. hand. It goes hand yeah. in hand, doesn't it? It goes hand in hand. There you go. Yeah. Between that and I guess just stepping into another phase in life where, you know, everything is more serious. Did your friendship um, change? Or did they get yeah. more scarce? Yeah, they got more distant. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Because not only that, it's like I stopped eating the same stuff mm. I was eating. Mm. So Everything once I did changed. that, that's a lifestyle within itself. Wow. Um, so, you know, cookouts or barbecues or whatever like that. Oh, so what you going to eat? Grass? Like, you, sure you know how that is. The whole vegan. <laughs> Yeah, styrofoam so. joint, straight grass in the joint. You know what I mean? Yeah, so um, I did a whole, you know, turn up. Okay. And I felt like people wasn't ready for me to change. Wow. Okay. Wow. So it's like, damn, you don't come around no more, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Like, that's the famous one right there. That's what, yeah. that's what, that's the first thing everybody <laughs> say. Yo, you, you too good to be around us and all that stuff. It's funny how, like, when you better yourself, People will make you feel like you're doing something bad. Like, They're making you feel like you're doing something wrong, right? Like you're alien mm -hmm. almost now, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So with all of that uh, backlash, um, I don't know. I just try to move forward, like with the best tools that I got around me. Okay. Even if it's not here, like physically, like I can look at it, I can see it. Mm, you can see it without I can listen even. To it. Okay, so 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 Jamal Jamal King said that you can. He said you should you can you should live in the unseen. 
Mm. He said, "He said you should live in the unseen where anything is possible." Jamal, Jamal King with Eric <laughs> Thomas. Oh, Jamal, oh. J- Jamal King. He he is a he. Bro, okay. Give me give me about thirty seconds. E. Let me let me let, let me just let me just please. Thank Man, you. Eric Thomas is the guy who be yelling all the time. E- talking. <laughs> 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 yo, yo, ET the hip hop preacher. Yeah. So check it <laughs> out. Man, so, so check this out though. So so Jamal was a guy, right? He was a police officer at, at the time. Jamal would go to every single Eric Thomas conference, right? Where he's yelling, right? Right, right. Okay. So check it out. So so he would go to every single conference and he would sit up front, right? So after a while. Um, CJ, who's 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 uh, Eric Thomas's right hand man, he was like, "Yo, this dude is at every conference. Um, I'm gonna need to go holler him and just say, "Yo, next conference is free." This man was a police officer. He started investing in the South Side of Chicago when he was 21, 22. Right? His father was a police officer. His brothers were were police officers. He started investing in in, in, in in South Side properties in war zones when he was in his early 20s. When he retired at the age of 40, I believe, he was a millionaire off of his investments. He stayed, he stayed a police officer going driving around his properties that were in the hood where in, the, in, in these war zones. But check this out. During his journey, while he was at the police at the police department, when he was trying to get money up to invest in different places, his this is why I asked Jamila the question about her about her friends and about her environment. His environment saw what he was doing. They started lending him money to close deals, and so by the time he was forty, this man is a multimillionaire. He's a part of a group right now. To, to to build billion dollar skyscrapers in this in Chicago. He but but what he was doing was he wasn't resting on his own laurels of what he knew as an investor. He went to he went to Eric Thomas to find that extra motiv- motivation. So that's what we find in these in these books, in these videos. If you want something, you can't sit you can't sit still. Just like Jim Jim Rohn talks about, he talks about the weeds growing around around your feet. Whatever you want to do, you can just go create it. Like what T was talking about, he understood. Okay, cool. This is what my mom does. This is what they do. Okay, cool. So he got the tools early. In my situation, it was all lack. Everything was lack. I've been through evictions. I slept on couches. I was bouncing around. So I didn't have that, but once I saw it at a at a later age, I jumped in it, and so I wanted to try to I wanted to try to become everything that I that I didn't see, because I'm like I know what it is to be there, but I want to try to make this money grow. Back in the day, me and me, me and T we get we got into an, an investment group. We learned how to do presentations. I spoke at colleges. I never spoke at a college before. I spoke at a college. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but right. but 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 once I got the motivation to do it, that just propelled me. Then I made the right choices with the person that I married, that I choose to spend my time with and have my children with, who 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 share those those same morals, right? So you can still do your nine to five, but you can create you can create whatever you want to create while you're still doing that. And Jamal King is a huge testament to that, right? So 
He's the nine to five millionaire. He's on IG. His story is fantastic where, where he started, but he's just one person. We can all be different, different, different phases of, of that. That's why I, I love what Jay Money's doing because her cleaning business is just one thing. But she, she also does other things because she's a full-fledged entrepreneur. But all of us on here, E, E, you're, you, bro, you, you, you are so humble by you being a music artist, bro, and doing what you did. We, we all follow our dreams on this, on this podcast. For sure. And, 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 and that's, that's just to give somebody a kickstart to be like, hey, listen, whatever you want to do, do it. Don't, don't, don't trip off your job. I just told you about Jamal King. Don't trip off of that. E, e does this. Terrence, Terrence invests. Uh, J Money, full-fledged entrepreneur. And we're regular people. Like, we're around. Like, it's about what you want to do. But it's people that are For around. Sure. Give me the info. Go ahead, E. No, I was going to say one thing that I'm going to say is that um, you will not build wealth by just having a 9 Hell no. Hell you know what I mean? No. You may be able to pay, you, you'll be, you know, you can pay your bills, That's maintain, go on a couple vacations and stuff like that. But um, in terms of wealth and, and finding what they call, what they call it, financial freedom. Financial freedom, bro. It's a word that they use. Um, you will not have that doing a nine to five. So if you do work. Um, have a plan. And, 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 and like, and, and another thing is all what you want out of life. Thank you. Um, What's your why? Everybody doesn't want to, everybody doesn't want to be an entrepreneur. Everybody doesn't want to, um, some people are very comfortable with working and, and don't have, you know, aspirations or dreams or something else. And that's no knock mm -hmm. that's true. to anyone, that's true. but this is for the people who yes. do. And um, and if you do do that, it's one of the things that um, you just have to do it. You have to seek the knowledge because it's out here. And after you seek the knowledge, you have to apply it. And like you said, you can work a job and also do other things and, to and try to, you know, and grind it out, grind it out and, 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 and get you it. money. I mean, yeah. I had to work two jobs in order to um, put a studio, you know, in my house. So the nine to five thing does work, but I did that so I can have something else there to make go. money from and there do. You so you just got to make it work Actionable for you steps. if that's what you want to do with your life. You know but what I mean? Complain. So Don't complain because you're not where you want to be, but you're not putting that work in to follow, to follow and, and be patient. And that's the thing too, man. Like the microwave society like today that we have, like so many people, you want it so fast because you might see a YouTube video, right? And you'd yeah. be like, yo, da, 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 da. I want, I'm trying to go flip. Da, da, da. Man, look, it requires research. You got to pay somebody for this information. It takes time. But just like, okay, just, I'm going to say this, then I'm going to stop. So how long, how, how, what I would ask or what I would say is, how long do you plan on living, right? Even if you're 35, 40, or I'm trying to do this, how long do you plan on living? Hopefully talking about 45. Okay, cool. So you got 45 more years to grind that shit out. You got you got you got 45 more years to get the information and to build it. And you can enjoy it, but you can pass that thing down to your children and to your grandchildren. So whatever you looking at, whatever you idolizing, you can actually become that. But you gotta write that thing down. You gotta start reading books as a man thinketh. What triggered my mind was uh Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? When I was doing what that 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 pulled me into real estate, 
just reading the book pulled me in. I did a flip. I was like, oh, my God, I made money. I didn't even know what the hell I was doing, but I was just following the steps. That was it. And that's all it is. And you can still work where you work, but you can still make that money on the side that can fund your way out of where you are. So I just wanted to add that. For sure. And just, just to add on, if you want to truly achieve generational wealth, it does start with making your money work. There you go. Because, like I said, life insurance is the quickest, well, not the quickest, but one of the easiest things you can do to create it for, for the next generation. And as long as they follow the same path, buying life insurance, paying their life insurance, they can do the same thing on going on, so on and so on. And they can use it. But you have to make the money work too, for you. Don't forget about the cash benefit. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? You could use it while you're alive for yeah. the cash benefit, depending yes. on what type of policy. What type, what type of policy? You have to be in that specific type of policy. Yes. Life. You want to make your money work for you. You don't have to die to 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 to, <laughs> to use it if you got the right policy. Right. Just like just like teachers were saying, you can you can invest over time. Now we sat down with a lot of people, me and T. We sat down with people yep. who did not look at life insurance as something that was important to them, but the long term thinkers were like, "Yo, I'm gonna pay seven hundred dollars." For this policy, because 10, 15 years from now, I can pull from it or God forbid something happens to me. A million is going to my family or 500,000 is going to my family. You can set up your children beautifully through life insurance. But we're not looking at life insurance until somebody asks you the question after somebody dies. Did did, did you have life insurance? Life insurance. You know what I'm saying? So you have the abundance mindset versus the lack mindset where you if you out here having these kids you have to have information to tell them show them a different way if you didn't learn it become that person that you wanted to be to teach somebody else on how to better another thing another thing if you do work a nine to five and that's what you're going to do invest in your retirement um, the 401k, 401k yeah. um, you know, when I was younger and working, I wouldn't think about, you know, I would put the minimum in there because I wanted all my money and I didn't have the mindset of, you know, when I retire, because I always looked at it like, I feel like that I don't want to retire from a nine to five. That's not my goal. You know what I mean? And, but with that, you, you can say all that, but when you're working, you still want to make working work for Absolutely. you. And I would invest the minimum. Um, into my retirement, but as I got older and got a wife who was more into it than me, um, mm-hmm. I started, um, you know, investing more into that. And so you have to think into your future yes. instead of thinking up today. And you can actually, if you do it right, you can invest to the point that if you're doing a nine to five until you retire, that you can be wealthy when you retire. You, you, yeah. So there's different ways, um, even if you aren't doing the entrepreneurial way to uh to invest um there's another thing that i do what's called a um it's called a five a five two nine plan five twenty nine. yep and a, five, yeah five twenty nine. yep exactly and that's just um a five two nine plan is a tax advantage investment plan designed to allow adults or children to save for education expenses five two nine plans are named after section five two nine of the you know internal revenue Beautiful code plan which created these plans. And that's for if you have children and you just want to set aside some money 
uh, for their college and stuff like that. You start when they're young, you look up. And um, if they don't get a scholarship or anything like that, they can have their education paid for. So there's just a lot of things when it comes to investing that you can do. But you have to think long term. You have to think in the future instead of um, going day, day to day. And so if, you, if, if you're in your 20s, um, you, you have the world ahead of you, whether you choose to uh, do the nine to five thing or be an entrepreneur. Absolutely. And, um, and, and listen, and yeah. listen, if you have a nine to five, fa- fa- fantastic. Your nine to five, instead of you getting up, going in there, not everybody. If you go in with an attitude, change, change the mindset. It's, it's, listen, the view is different when, when you have a goal. Right. If you have a goal, everything changes. I'm here because of this. But if you don't have a goal, you just living really, really random. Then it's no purpose to why you're going to work. You just go in there for money to pay your rent or pay your mortgage or whatever it is. But once you find out this is what I really want to do, I want to fund this. Let your nine to five be your number one uh, uh, business that funds your your outside business that's all i do i've started multiple llc's all in my kids names just by me wanting to do that i just took the actionable steps am i where i am i where i want to be hell no but i'm in the right position as to where and plus the information that i'm getting things that we're putting aside for our for our children they will be in a much better situation than i was at an early age, but it's because I'm taking actionable steps because I want to put them in that in that position. J Money, for sure. J Money, J Money, say say uh, so talk that talk before we leave. J Money. Oh dang, the time is up. Okay, well, thank <laughs> we you was cooking. For we was cooking. We was cooking. <laughs> I appreciate this conversation tonight. It was very insightful, and I would like to be in the podcast again. Of course. Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. That we appreciate day. you even. We appreciate you even, um, even getting on the podcast. You had a wealth of information, and um, I, I salute you for uh, being um, a young entrepreneur to even take the chance and the risk to doing what you're doing. Killing the so game. I think that's dope, and we would love Thank to you. have you back on the podcast. So, 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 e, for sure, so, for sure. So, 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 Jay Money, tell people the name of your your uh, cleaning company. Um, it's Signature Only Cleaning Services Sign- in Washington D.C. Signature Only Cleaning Services. Perfect, perfect, mm-hmm. beautiful. So, listen, That's you dope. ever want your your home clean professionally? Signature Cleaning Service. Washington DC, the whole DMV. E, let me shout out. Give out your socials. Give out oh, your yeah, socials. Oh yeah, yeah, give out, yeah, yeah, give out. Give out your social media. Yeah. Social media. Social media. Social media. Um, it is signature only cleaner at. Um, damn, I think that's my email. Hold up. <laughs> it is <laughs> signature only cleaner. And that's it, like by itself. Signature only cleaning. No, so nothing that's after. on IG. Mm-hmm. You you're also on yeah. you're also on LinkedIn. Yeah, it's the same. Okay. All of them is Beautiful. the same. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. We can't wait to have you back. We're gonna have another entrepreneurial episode. So E, let me shout yeah. out the callers. Let me shout out the other listeners inside the room. So we got Do your so thing. we got chance. 
Chance always be in the room. What's up, Chance? We appreciate you, player. Thank you. All right. We also have Ladybug. Ladybug is in the room. We have Nicole Mayfield that's in the room. I don't know who this lady, Nicole, is. She keeps listening to our show. <laughs> and we have N.K. Unum. N.K. Unim in the studio live listening with us tonight. We appreciate everybody. Thank you so much. That's dope. So this is our 15th episode. 15. I'm a proud of that. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at the Rec Room Pod. Uh, you can also listen to the pods on YouTube, um, Amazon Music, Google Pods, almost everywhere that podcasts are, you can find the pod. Now, this is something that I've realized. So I think on Podbean, pods are rating. And um, if you enjoy what you hear, um, please give us that five star. I think you give five stars. Five so if you stars. can, you know, just do that. Yeah, just just, just do that for us. Um, what else? Uh, I say this every episode, and I'm gonna say it till we do it. But we um we will be shooting some of the parts face to face, so you can put you know faces with the voices. That's coming really soon. I'm hoping within the next month. I know I'm not hoping within the next month we will be shooting. Um, some of the pods live or well, not live but on film so I can't wait for that Absolutely. and uh, we just want to thank all the supporters uh, anybody who listens if you have a subject or question that you would like us to talk about or speak on just follow us on IG and just message us and um, and we're definitely taking it to consideration uh, with that said uh, see y'all next time peace we out here IJ Money thank you Alright. You can achieve anything with the proper mindset. Proper mindset. Absolutely. Peace.